0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word.
2: Good morning. My name is Promise. You're listen to A Day of Prayer this morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into it, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today, I just thank you for giving us everything that we need, Lord, before we need it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, so that we're able to know your will, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the interpretation, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen.
0: And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion of the word and our study in the book of Acts. This morning we are covering Acts chapter 11 verses 1 through 18, so if you would, if you're just joining us, I recommend that you pause the episode now and give yourself time to read that so you can follow along in the discussion with us. Mm-hmm. And now, oh,
1: well, I just want to take a moment. If you have questions about what we're discussing, leave us a comment and ask your question. And we'd be happy to answer it for you on the next podcast um, that we get. Amen. Or if you have your own thoughts of what the Lord is sharing with you in the Bible study, we want to see that as well. So take a moment, leave us a comment and share your heart and your, your thoughts on the word of God or questions if you have them.
0: Amen. All right, so I'm going to open up the floor at this time to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin?
2: <clears throat> I will.
0: All right, let Charles.
2: Um, as I was saying in the previous devotional, um, one thing that I found interesting here was that as we considered this, we see that when Peter was uh he first saw the sheet i found it interesting that peter was um curious about it he was wondering what was inside of it and how immediately after he knew what was inside of it, he tried to tell the lord no that he didn't want it and what <laughs> the lord found what I found interesting in that was that if we see the resemblance we see that the first um peter saw this three times it says he saw the sheet um The Lord told him to rise, Peter, kill, and eat three different times before it was finally taken back into heaven. I found it interesting that immediately afterwards, three men came along and how Mm -hmm. the numbers matched. Then another thing that I found interesting was that as we see that we're going here, um, when Peter is describing all these things, I find it interesting that Peter's not only the only one who's talking in this Yes, he's the one that we're referencing in the scriptures, but we can infer that these um, other disciples that went with Peter are also giving their testimony. Because if we look in the scriptures, he says, these, these six brethren that went with me also saw these things. So he was um, pointing out witnesses that this thing actually occurred. This is not me just trying to justify what I did. And this is not some fugazi of what I imagined or what I think I saw this was legit something that occurred and can be proven.
0: Well, okay, well, hold on right there real quick, right, right? right? So that's that's mentioned in verse twelve, right? The Spirit told me to go then the spirit, the Holy Spirit told them, told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. Yes. But so he's but he's speaking of Cornelius. Yes. So that is Declarative, and to use a, a modern term, inclusive, right? Even though Cornelius was clearly of the Roman cohort, he's saying he is one of the brethren, a believer in Christ, and he is including him in as one of those people because Cornel- it was Cornelius's house who they entered. So his statement of, and then the six brethren. Is including Cornelius and the and the servants, the guards that he sent to get Peter to bring him to his house as the Lord was leading him. Does that make does that make
2: sense? Yes, there and I was also referencing because how in chapter ten it said that ten other disciples went with Peter to, to Cornelius' house, I had to find it real quick. Mhm. Um Uh, verse 23 then this is chapter 10 then he invited them in and launched them on the next day Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him yes
1: okay so he went back with the three men that were sent and then yes. some of the other brethren they all went together mm-hmm. yes um that were already we'll say Christians right yes um they already they went now when you say that um, they all saw it. Peter was the only one that saw the vision. Yes. But the other one saw the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were able to witness what the Lord did on that side of it. That's what when I was they talking got to, about. Okay, Cornelius' house. Okay, so Peter saw the vision, and the the brother and everybody that was in the household witnessed what the Holy Spirit did and were yes. able to um, testify to that as Peter was recounting this to the the people of the circumcision, who were also, we, we would call them Messianic Jews. Um Today, in, in common um, language Absolutely. today, we will call them Messianic Jews who are questioning Peter about what he did and why. Yes. Okay. So he had witnesses that the Holy Spirit was poured out. Go ahead, honey.
2: Yes, and how what I found interesting about that was only um, only when Peter was able to give these witnesses and stuff. First of all, this was I found it interesting because it first satisfies the law where it says that. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the truth be established. Mm-hmm. Meaning that this wasn't just Peter saying, I saw this, guys, you had to believe me. Or this is what happened in the man's house and this is why I'm doing it. So he was both inside of this, fulfilling the law and keeping it with the Lord already told him to do. And another thing that I found interesting was that um, if we look here, it always amazes me how these people are, are so how the Jews were so adamant about you can't go into um, an uncircumcised man's house. But then I always asked the Lord, was saying, Lord, how is that possible if they're always proselytizing someone else? How are they traversing the seas to go get this one person, <laughs> but she can't be with them?
1: Hmm.
2: How could it be both? Hmm. And how the Lord showed me was that it was just a selective appliance of that Oh. rule i say when it suited them and as an escape and saying lord i can't do this because these people are not they're not jews so lord i think you need to tweak your will a bit
0: oh does that, that sound familiar
1: but, but we can see that in our own lives oh uh, right? uh, yes. that just being
0: in the gym. we've we've talked about this many times on this podcast mm-hmm. about um when it applies to us we tend to give um, an immense amount of grace to ourselves mm-hmm. right and very selective yes. right but but then there are many times, and, and by us, I mean natural-minded people. Mm-hmm. But then also, the same natural-minded people are real quick to condemn someone else for the same actions, attitudes, and behaviors
1: mm-hmm. without yes. mercy.
0: <laughs> yes, the whole self-righteous piece, right? Mm.
1: So that I think that's just yes. a, a mirror that's coming up in front of all of our faces to go. Amen. If I'm seeing. Um, where I've got my finger pointed out, you know, the, the teacher used to say back in school, you're pointing at this one, but you got three fingers pointing back at you. Exactly. If my finger's coming out to point and, and call somebody wrong before I let my lips part and accusations flow out, because there's one accuser of the brother that job's already taken. He does. God doesn't need any of us to do it.
0: Uh, that's Satan. The adversary. But, yep, and
1: before we do that, we should close our mouth and go, Holy Spirit. Are you working in this? What are you doing? Now, clearly, God is not in sin or any sinful activity. Mm -hmm. But just because you think it's a sin, you know what I mean? And you don't like it. Yes. You be cautious about accusing other people. And even even the scripture says that um michael did not contend or accuse the adversary when they were contending about the body of moses he didn't go you smackish, smack smagga, smagga you know rolling uh-huh. out all the things that satan rightfully is right he didn't start calling him names and accusing his character he just said the lord rebuke you Let let jesus straighten this matter out so when you find your brother overtaken in a fault first check and make sure that the lord is calling it a fault because what you see on the surface is not all that there is. Get mm-hmm. God's perspective first before you start um, going to help somebody with their own righteousness. Make sure yours is in order. How do you help somebody with a speck in their own eye if you have a plank in yours? So, you know, that that's just a mirror all the time. And if our, our finger starts to wag it and our tongue is tempted to wag, then we should just be quiet mm-hmm. and, and let the Lord deal with us.
0: And and, and I love how you brought this point both you, honey, and Eula Charles brought this this point of allowing the Lord to deal with it, um, and make the matter straight. Well, Charles, you said it in the sense of the Lord takes care of everything, right? Yes. And so it wasn't just about entering the house; it was also about the uh, what he ate, right? Yes. So back in well, in the Gospels, in Mark mm-hmm. chapter seven. Mm-hmm. It begins in verse 14. Um, He addresses this exact thing, right? Uh, So I'll read that real quick. It says, when he had called all the multitude to himself, that's Jesus, right? He said to them, hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And then it said, When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods." right? But then what comes out of the man, that defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So, Peter's concern right? Even, if the, even after hearing these words, like however long after mm-hmm. it had been, right? Yes. Was still on the food thing, even though Jesus has already taught him about this. Mm-hmm. So, but Peter over here in Acts chapter 11 is stating, hey, no, this is what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. And notice, uh, well, I don't know everyone's Bible, <laughs> but the one I have; these words are in red mm-hmm. because it's recounting and recalling the exact words of Jesus. And actually, even in this, Peter is saying, "I heard a voice saying to me these things." Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A voice from heaven, same as what we're see- we're here seeing in Mark. Jesus is saying this. Hey, mm-hmm. it's not about what you eat or drink; it's about what you are. I'll say exposing yourself to, but what's getting into your heart.
1: Amen. I'm glad that you said that because, you know, while we would love it if if we only had to hear what the Lord said one time and it was permanently settled down in us and we never needed to revisit it, we had it, we were good to go, and, <laughs> right. you know, that was our forever word. But remember, yes, yes Peter walked and, and ate with Jesus and, you know, slept next to him and, you know, camped and all that other good stuff exactly. and ministered beside him. Daily, before that, he was— I'll say indoctrinated and embedded with these things and and there's nothing wrong with the torah of itself it's it's great it's the word of god and it's valid but the application also, how we understand right, it, right and he was that was what was reinforced in his mind you must not do these things and the, the heart of god over time was removed from what the torah mm-hmm. stated and so then the application of it how it was applied in the daily life was lacking the love and the mercy and the grace of god which is what jesus often referred to when he spoke with the the pharisees in the gospels so peter day after day has been around this and then you know he's thinking i want to minister to them so it's natural in his culture to carry about with these traditions he's going to the market and they have kosher food and you know this what's is around him daily because he up until the time where he was being led by this Holy Spirit out of the area, that's all he was around. So his his environment, like he was brought up this way, and then it continued after the Messiah um, ascended back to the Father. Mm-hmm. So this was his daily. Now he spent time in the Word, but where was he going to get the Word in the synagogue?
0: Exactly. He,
1: you know, gave himself to fasting well, and prayer and all of that. Yes, and there was still this daily. Um, immersion if you will in jewish culture which is not bad god gave the culture but he always gave it what came from god was full of mercy full of grace full of love and compassion because that's what god said about himself back in exodus this is who he is his the torah is full of righteousness and the way god means it to be carried out displays all those things but being around people who don't understand that
0: carnally minded things and people mm-hmm. and cannot understand the things of god mm-hmm. it is an impossibility and so so if them, we try yeah. to if a carnally minded person tries to understand or tries to apply it it's going to be from carnality because mm-hmm. they can't understand spiritual things right the word tells us that in multiple places
1: clearly and you know so i, I just want to say this to us as believers we think, okay, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we, and I'll, I'll say magically and deliciously, know everything. <laughs> and I, it somehow, because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't have a natural mind anymore. And I'm not saying carnally minded, but a natural mind that understands in the five, the realm of the five senses, that remembers what it was taught and recalls all of those things. And we forget sometimes that there has to be that renewing of the mind. Yes, Amen. the Holy Spirit is in us and we are baptized and we have the power of the Holy Spirit made evident and that doesn't erase what we learned. That has to be retrained. And the the reborn spirit, yes, that's new. That's the new creation, but we have mm-hmm. to retrain our thinking so that it cooperates with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our reborn spirit.
0: So unlearning some things. So we can learn the Lord's thoughts and ways about exactly.
1: them. Exactly, and the Lord is not condemning us because we, you know, it's not an instant thing on on that regard. That all of our past memories and education hasn't been wiped out or whatever. It's not. He's not condemning us. He's saying, but understand that you do have to renew your mind. Even mm-hmm. with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not a um, take away the other steps that are required for us to cultivate the character and nature of God in our own lives and it doesn't automatically remove the impact that growing up in the world has had. Yes, there may be some things that are, you know, you may not wanna do drugs anymore and you were previously a, a drug addict. You may not want to drink anymore and you previously drink or cuss or those kind of things, but as far as how you process information, that has to be renewed and come under the subjection of the word of God and listening to the Holy Spirit and then choosing to follow him. Peter said in um, the apostle Peter said in Acts chapter 11, verse 12, then the spirit told me to go with them because his natural reaction was, uh-uh, uh-uh. And, you know, I catch myself doing that sometimes going, uh-uh, Lord, uh-uh. And he's like, hey, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. And then I have to choose to go, oh, okay, you're talking about something different. I'm baptized, I'm saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking in tongues, all that other stuff, laying hands on the sick, all of that. But I still have to bring my natural mind into agreement with, God said, with what God is saying and how Holy Spirit is leading in the moment, but overall, and I have to do it every single day. Every single day.
0: Absolutely. And so, I'll give you three other things on why it has to happen every day. And, and why it's then... moment no, by moment. <laughs> it is moment by moment, right? But one, we have the Holy Spirit to bring what? All things to our remembrance. remembrance. Amen. Okay. Paul writes about it in Philippians saying, for me to repeat these things to you again is not a big deal. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. It's a safeguard for you. It's a safeguard for all of us. Mm-hmm. And Peter... Mm -hmm. says in second peter that he will always remind you us of these things even though we know them and are established why because it's good for us Mm -hmm. if we need first and foremost the holy spirit to bring all things to our remembrance Mm -hmm. just because we heard it once as you were you were pointing out earlier honey it's all well and good, but it has to get down into our heart mm-hmm. and it has so to be, we can live by it.
1: Amen. And be continually and ever before our eyes so that it doesn't become replaced with a a wrong mentality or a wrong ideology or a reversion to things that were done in the past. And it, it has to be before us, and we have to be prepared and listening to choose moment by moment. And remember that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. The soul is a connection between the the outward man and the body and our inward man. That's how we process information coming from the world around us, right? So when the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit, we still have to communicate with our soul for there to be alignment between. We can totally live out of our spirit, Right. And for us to maximize and reach the fullness of what God wants with us and in us, our soul and our body have to be in agreement as well. So that's why we're told to renew our mind. God didn't say just throw it in the trash and don't think. He said renew it and train it to think and look like God. He didn't say, um, you know, kill your body dead and just kill yourself. He didn't say do that because he needs it. That's your authority to function in the earth. He said, train it, buffet it. So that your mind is renewed, your body is restrained, and your spirit man, who is alive to God, who is pure and renewed, can govern what you do as the believer walking in the earth Amen. I hope that makes sense
0: absolutely, and there's a lot in there, so we're going to stop there for today uh, and allow you to search out the scriptures and have the opportunity to have the holy to let the Holy Spirit minister to you and With that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles.
2: Lord, we just thank you, just in general, Lord, for all the things that we don't consider and thank you enough, Lord. We just thank you for those now, Lord. (laughs) And, Lord, we also just thank you for those things that you do that we do not see, Lord. And, Lord, we also just thank you for that we can rejoice with those who are rejoicing, Lord, and sharing the same benefits and blessings that you are blessing with others, Lord. And, Lord, we also just thank you for the love that you have poured into each and every one of our hearts, Lord, and that it does not grow cold, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
0: And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
1: We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to a Day of Prayer.